I'm Sarah. And I'm Meg. And this is the Seven Hours Difference podcast where we discuss our friendship, differences in opinions, and life in general. But before we get started into the good stuff today, we are going to just give you a brief little life update, a little blurb about what's going on with us right now. So Sarah, if you want to start off with that. Yeah, I got a, I got a good one for you today. Um, okay. I talked to you about this yet because it just happened today. Um, we had a kindergarten class that had to quarantine, like the whole class. And oh, wow. um, yeah, that started, ooh, I guess Wednesday. Um, was their first okay. day and then today I had to teach music to them remotely so uh, have oh, you ever wow. had like you know 15 kindergartners in a zoom call <laughs> that sounds because... really unproductive and horrible <laughs> oh it was very unproductive um, especially music wow um, I mean I swear this kid was about to like pull his pants down I was like <laughs> we gotta get it together y'all yeah and like you know, they don't know how to work the computer very well. And so you, you know, mute, mute your mic, mute your mic. And they're like, I don't know how. <laughs> it was, it was a time. I can't believe I made it out alive, to be completely honest. So you're, you're done with that for now, though. <laughs> Until Monday, then I have another one. Monday and Thursday, and then I think that's it. Because I oh, only wow. twice a week. Yeah. Ooh. Well, um, I don't envy you, but I also am very proud of you that you're sticking with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So what's up with you? Okay, so this is kind of an old story because it happened on Halloween, but it's still significant to me, so I'm just going to say it. Um, Right. (laughs) So I got to carve jack-o'-lanterns on Halloween, um, and it should be posted on our Instagram. I imagine that we did post a photo on our Instagram, but it's a seven-hour difference Instagram. We definitely will now. (laughs) (laughs) But so I haven't carved a jack-o'-lantern since I was a kid. And the reason behind that is because I stabbed myself in the arm last time I carved a jack-o'-lantern, like with a box cutter. I just like stabbed myself. So I just had, it was just an accident, of course. But I haven't carved one since then. So Sarah was like, we have to carve pumpkins on Halloween because we're together for once in Illinois. And I did. And it was super cute. And I loved it. And it was just, like, memorable to me because it's been years since I have. <laughs> I just have a question, though. <clears throat> yes. Who who carves a pumpkin with a box cutter? I don't know. Uh, it was – I. it still puzzles me to this day because <laughs> even now as an adult, the instruments we used were way safer than a box cutter. So why was I uh, a kid using a box cutter? <laughs> listen, I don't know. That might have been a – that might have been one on your parents. You know, I love them, <laughs> but hello? <laughs> hey, they kind of just let us reign free, you know? Hey, it made you who you are today. Right. Not afraid of box cutters. So yeah. I don't even think I own a box cutter now, so I think I'm safe. Nice. Well, um, Meg, why don't you kind of reintroduce our podcast a little bit and maybe the okay. name and everything. Yeah, so we are the Seven Hours Difference Podcast. Uh, I'm Meg and Sarah is with me. Um, What's up? <laughs> uh, basically, the name means uh, we were born seven hours apart. Um, I was born on April 17th, and Sarah was born on April 18th. Um, and we were born in two very far apart places, yet only seven hours apart. We are best friends. And yeah, that's pretty much it. We are very different people. Yeah. <laughs> we're, I, I mean, we say we're twins, but we're very different people. And We that definitely because... have a few similarities, but like... Yeah. Like we're our... just polar opposite. <laughs> yeah, we just like different things. I mean, we do like some of the same things, but we like different things, yet somehow we remain best friends 
and we'll always remain best friends. Sorry, you're stuck with me. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we just have this podcast um, about our friendship, about how we're different, and about how like our differences actually are our strengths, as cliche as that sounds. <laughs> it really does bring us together. In a yeah, beautiful it makes way. our it makes ourselves better. Like it, we make each other better. So. Oh, we're so cheesy. <laughs> I love it. I know. All right. So um, anyway. I do want to say before we get started oh, that okay. I'm like really kind of impressed with the numbers that we have. Um, our first podcast technically has 25 listens. Oh, um, yeah. And I just think that's in- insane. Uh, and that's like, yeah. no, it's only been up for like a week and so, like, like, a two week. days. Yeah. <laughs> so and our I'm first really... podcast is the worst one. <laughs> Seriously, so y'all stick around because it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, the here. second podcast, like, I was w- listening to it while I was editing it, and it was, like, way much, way much better. Yeah, that Way works. much better. <laughs> so much better than the first one. Like, so much more interesting. I, I'm i listening to it um, now just as, like, a, you know, make yeah. it better. How can, how can we adjust? And I'm just like, this is worlds different from the first podcast. What the heck were we doing? <laughs> But I'm sure that every podcaster looks back at their first podcast and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we're not alone. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. All right. Okay, well, Anyways. I guess we should get into our topics for today. So today we are actually hopefully debating philosophical questions. So kind of like, well, like the first question we have is like the classic trolley scenario, which I'll introduce in a second, but we just kind of want to do something fun, but also kind of serious um, as far as philosophy and and like how we how our thought processes are di- processes are different. So I guess we can just jump right into the first one. All right, let's um, do it. So I'm sure everybody listening kind of knows what the trolley dilemma is, but <clears throat> I'm just going to kind of give an overview, um, just so we're all on the same page. So this is like a summary I found online. So don't come at me if it's wrong. Okay, so imagine imagine you're standing beside some tram tracks. In the distance, you spot a runaway trolley hurtling down the tracks towards five workers who cannot hear it coming. Even if they do spot it, they won't be able to move out of the way in time. You glance down and see a lever connected to the tracks. You realize that if you pull the lever, the tram will be diverted down a second set of tracks away from the five unsuspecting workers. However, on this side of the track is one lone worker just as oblivious as his colleagues. So would you pull the lever leading to one death, but saving five? So you answer first. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, Before I get serious, all I can think about is pull the lever, (laughs) Crump. Wrong lever. (laughs) Why Um, do they even have that lever? Good question. Yes, absolutely. Um, This is really, really difficult there's like a part of me that wants to just be like no 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 this is fate let it happen yeah but then there's another part of me that's like okay but you're saving you know right four extra lives if you just let one person die I don't want to be in charge of anybody's life (laughs) gosh but I think I think and I hope this is opposite of you I think I would probably kill the one person to save the five yes (laughs) oh my lanta I think I would yeah Okay, so here's how I look at the situation. And it is different. So you're standing there. (laughs) You're standing there. You're an observer. You haven't taken any action. Um, You have this hypothetical scenario where it's going to kill five people. But, you know, if you 
pull a lever, Kronk, you kill one person. <laughs> However, at this point, you have not taken any responsibility for anybody's life. So I would oh. probably just let it happen. Oh, no. <laughs> because I am not... <coughs> Because I do not feel like I should be taking responsibility for anybody else's life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Actually, I get that a lot. I I mean, yeah. I still think I would choose what I would choose because it would make yeah. me feel better walking away from the situation. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I, I haven't technically done anything to be responsible for those people's lives. But there would always be this part of me that knows that I let five people die. You and it's like I mean? a really hard – but that's the thing. Like you're not necessarily letting them die. You're. But if like, I could do something about it, I feel that kind of responsibility, yeah. you know? But then you're killing one person. Well. <laughs> I so you're, you're, you are physically killing one person instead of letting five people die. So I guess it's more like what can you put yourself through at that point? You know, okay, like... <laughs> but look at it this way. What if you had to do something? Like you had already okay. been involved and like you had you had already had your hand on the lever for work and then you just happened to see the scenario unfold before you and yeah. you had so no maybe choice. I like I was the one who like sent the trolley down the lane and wow, so I'm responsible yeah, for the trolley. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> and I gave all those workers noise canceling headsets so they can't see what here it's happening. You're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so if I was that person then if I was responsible for the trolley, then I would probably flip the lever. But if I'm not responsible for the trolley, because I don't know these people, like, what if that one person is, like, really important, you know? And would yeah, that change? But what I, if... I have a question for you. <sighs> if that one person was very important, but you didn't know anything about the other five people, would you flip the lever? Like, if they were important to me or just important in general? Just, like, a very important person. Like, maybe this, he's going to cure cancer. And I knew that. Well, he's just like a really. Well, then good I would definitely, I, I did definitely not pull the lever if okay. I knew for sure that he was going to make a huge difference in in our life and cure cancer or something really important, or if I knew him personally and I yeah. didn't know the other five people. That's really bad. <laughs> that's really bad. Oh my gosh, Sarah. <laughs> uh, I know, I know, I know. But like, you know, like if it was you, what if you were that one single person? Um, I would I wouldn't do it, man. I wouldn't kill you. I know you'd I be would like, be you really have. upset with you if you did that. I know, I know, and you're gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like my thought process is like completely like okay, I have to take emotion out of it. So like if it was uh Mother Teresa, I still <laughs> would flip the le lever because I don't know who the five people are. There could be another Mother Teresa in there somewhere. Or maybe one of those five people, like, saves someone else's life down the line. Like, there's too many what-ifs here. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know much about Mother Teresa, though, so. Me maybe either. that's why I don't have an emotional connection with her. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad pick. What if it was me? Uh, if it was you, um, I'd probably think about what you would want. So I would assume you would rather I did not flip the lever. I don't know. What would you in that scenario? What would you want? Holy shit! Um, <laughs> honestly, I would rather it be me than five people. Yeah, I think we're both good people. 
I, I just feel like I would never know any different, and I know it would hurt for some people, but like yeah. you know, it would be sad. But I would never know any different. And those five people would probably be really grateful. So <laughs> that would be my take on it. But yeah. I would like preferably not be in that situation. So well, I know we're totally twisting the situation. <laughs> <laughs> but if like back to the very, very basic of the trolley question yeah i would kill the one person and you would save the five or i yes. mean and you would kill the five well, yeah i would kill them but yeah that, right. that being said i if, it could totally change if i'm actually in that situation like my adrenaline would kick in and i may flip the lever like I, i'm saying this now and i'm just like you know i could totally do something completely different man like, in, in the actual scenario oh yeah in the actual scenario i would yeah. be like I would flip the lever and then I would be like going insane trying to get the attention of the one single worker. Right, of course. Because it's way easier for one single worker to get the heck off the railway. Well, let's be real. Like, this is not going to happen ever <laughs> because I hope no not. one's going to not, no one's going to not hear what's happening, obviously, because they're not going to be wearing noise canceling headphones on a trolley yeah, track while they're Yeah, Because they don't have a bad boss like you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh -huh. But I don't know. I can't think of like any real, real, real world scenarios. I'm sure there are that would. Apply. I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened. I mean, in some capacity. Yeah, to yeah. some some level. Yikes! It's like in yikes. all those movies when they're like, choose between this one person you love or hundreds of people's lives. Oh. And then somehow they save everybody in the end. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> Everybody's fine. Like yeah. they're the person they love. Like pulls himself out of the dust and they're like, I'm okay. Yeah, but like, obviously the right thing to do in that scenario is to save the hundreds of people's lives. But movies right. always try to like conflict you. But to me, I'm just like always straight, like cut and dry. Like you have to save all those people, you know? I don't even understand how you can think. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can. And I guess from the movie aspect, like as I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, duh, save all the other people. Yeah. Forget your lady. <laughs> But, like, in that moment, I would be like, no, but this is the love of my life, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough call, man. I'm glad I'm yeah. not in movies either. <laughs> it's hard for us empaths because we're constantly thinking of everyone else's feelings. So, like, we're not selfish True. like, you know, maybe the main character of the action film is. We're constantly thinking, like, okay, well, there's hundreds of other people. There's someone else's loves or whatever. You know, we're constantly thinking of those other people. So... <laughs> hey, there's something we have in common. Yeah, we're both empaths. We're empaths, yeah. yeah. I just said empaths. Should... Empaths. <laughs> we, should... <laughs> we should have an episode about that, describing empath empathy. I can't even Ooh, say yeah. it anymore. It sounds weird. Describing being an empath and also HSP. I don't know if you know what that is, but... I think you mentioned it before. I was yeah. really intrigued. It's like highly sensitive people. It's like a classification. Eventually, really we should do a whole episode on how we actually are like. Yeah, totally. That would be interesting. Yeah, and like also mental, because it all goes into mental health. Oh, we have so much to talk about there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. We're, sorry, we're kind of off the trolley question now, so go ahead and introduce the next topic. Okay, okay. So I recently, I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about moral situations like this, like or okay. like the ethical decision, I guess. And so when you brought this up, I was like, oh, I really want to talk about this one because I found it so unique. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I couldn't remember exactly what it was and I didn't have a chance to go back and listen. So it's kind of pretty vague. So you just have to go with the guidelines, okay? Okay. <laughs> the guidelines gotcha. are this. Okay, so there are three people on a hot air balloon, okay? One's a woman, one's a man, one's a child, okay? One has to jump off of the balloon and die in order for them to survive 
this hot air balloon ride, okay? <laughs> the woman is the one who knows how to fly the balloon. The man knows how to fix world hunger. And the child is completely innocent. Who do you think has to jump? Okay. I would say the man. <laughs> My Lanta. <laughs> really? Yes. In our, uh, what do you think? I'm not going to explain uh, myself yet. Okay, I know that. Okay, I know I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so please don't hate me. I'm not going to hate I, you. But no, I'm talking to our listeners. Okay. <laughs> You're screwed. You have to like me. No but our listeners don't have to like me. They're going to think I'm an animal for this. But <laughs> the child should jump. Okay. Okay, so here's my reasoning. So the man knows how to fix world hunger. Like, that is just, like, so broad. Like, yeah, everybody knows how to fix world hunger. Or is he talking about, like, some kind of, like, grow, like formula for growing food or something? Like, I don't I get know. it. He has like, the answer. He knows that he could, he could go out and he could solve the issue and it would be done and everybody would be fed. I don't know. I don't know. Like, because that's so broad. Like, I, I mean, technically we know how to fix world hunger. It's just, like, there are certain people in our way preventing that from happening. So. Don't overthink it, Meg. <laughs> okay, okay. Go with your reasoning. Go with your reasoning. Okay, so the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, maybe it isn't the child. Okay, so I have two. I have two routes. Okay, if if I can't adjust anything in the in the in the yeah. scenario, then it's it is the child that needs to jump, because in this case, the woman is the one who can land the the balloon, right, and can get the man safely to solve world hunger. Right. In my right. in okay. my head. I don't necessarily think this is right, but this is what I think is the most right of the situation. In my head, the child has not lived a long life. Um, the child doesn't know much about the world yet. Uh, he doesn't have any of the answers. He doesn't know how to solve any of the issues. So mm -hmm. in this case, he's the one that has to go for the jump. Maybe he'll okay. survive it. I don't know. But then if I could adjust, if, if it was, if it was um, you know, an adjustable situation, then I would assume then the lady should jump. And just kind of, you know, before she goes, throw out some instructions on how to fly the balloon. You know what I mean? Just write like, it on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, actually, for the, I would agree For with the that. record, yeah. the reason I'm thinking that is because of the podcast I listen to. Which, by the way, uh, not that, like, they would ever hear this, but it's uh, Rhett and Link Ear Biscuits. It's a really good podcast. Okay, I know who Rhett and Link is. Yeah, yeah. Their podcast is super funny. Um, I really enjoy them. But they were talking about this. And I think that link brought that up like well what why don't you just tell him how to fly it and then drop you know and it's like that's a good yeah. point that's well a really it's also good point. <laughs> like the only person you can't transfer their quality to other people is the child so the man can tell them how to fix world hunger the woman can tell them how to fly, fly the balloon but the child can't make anybody else innocent oh so in that way my brain like... just exploded <laughs> i just thought of that like so in that way, like either the man or the woman could jump and like they would have ever, the other people would be safe or world hunger could be fixed. Like, wow. so technically this is like a, maybe we're just reading too much into it, but I don't know. I feel like that's the logical thought path. <laughs> it's just devastating to think about. Yeah. It's, it's making like, me sad. <laughs> it makes me anxious. <laughs> Being up in a know. hot air balloon is something I will never do anyway, so. Well, not now. <laughs> if I had yeah. the desire, the desire is gone. <laughs> I'm not innocent. I don't know how to fix world hunger, and I can't fly a balloon. So I'm just, 
I would be automatically the person who would jump. Same. <laughs> push, and that's the me too. off. Same, same, same. Yeah, yeah. We're just not getting on planes. Uh, I'm not on planes. On hot air balloons now because we, yeah. we know the situation, man. Yeah, we're not we're not the the special people. We just won't even load up. You don't yeah. have to worry about us jumping. We're not going. Yeah, we're good. But You're yeah, welcome. so I guess the man or the woman for me would definitely just because their skills are transferable. If you had yeah. to pick one, which one? Uh, probably the man. What? What? But the woman has nothing else to offer but flying the freaking Yeah, balloon. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I mean, it's hard because, like, I mean, know. if the man can figure out how to fly the balloon and land safely, then he not only did that and saved the child, but also could go save world hunger or fix world hunger. So, yeah. like, why would your option ever be the man jumping? Like, he's well, he's got key like, solutions. If he, tells, if he tells the woman how to fix world hunger, then the woman can fly the balloon, and there's, a, a, a like, a 99% chance she's going to land it correctly. Right. But there's so much more information that could be that needs to be said for the world hunger to successfully happen. Maybe. Whereas yeah. flying the balloon might be a little bit more of a simple task. Perhaps. I, 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 flying a hot air balloon I, I, <laughs> seems really hard. I don't know. I don't know. I personally feel like my <laughs> adrenaline would kick in and I would like fly the heck out of that balloon. And, you know, like, yeah, adrenaline would take over and be like, I know how to do this. Forget it. And we would, it might not be a great landing, but it would be yeah. a safe landing. It would be acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. We would survive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like fixing world hunger can't be like, it has to be like, it can't be that long of a thing for someone to memorize or write down. Like, how, what could it possibly Wait, be? now they have pen and paper, Meg? <laughs> now she can what? just jot it down? Yeah. <laughs> no, she's trying to fly the balloon, man. I mean, write it on somebody's shirt. Like, he can write it on the kid's shirt or something. Like, the kid's just standing there you know doing what? nothing. Does the kid lose his innocence when he watches somebody jump off the balloon? Uh, ooh. Jumping to their death? <laughs> well, not if he didn't push them. <laughs> uh, I think you, you might not lose, like, your actual innocence of, like, not being a murderer. But like, you lose some sort of innocence when you watch somebody just fall to their death. That they chose. Yeah. I don't Ooh, know. What it I... would probably come down to um, who's stronger, the man or the woman. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. That is so dark. But honestly, that makes me feel better. It's like it's, it became their problem. Like, you yeah, guys figure like it out. Their Where was the kid? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to put this uh, balloon behind us. We should probably not talk us. about this anymore. <laughs> yeah. What's next? What's next? Okay, so I put down in a bullet point, we should debate if you believe in soulmates or not. Oh, man. Okay, you go. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, I got to develop. We might but... agree on this. I don't know. Okay. I, I feel so... To like, do I have to have a definitive answer here? No, not really. Okay, so I... I do believe in soulmates, but I don't believe in, like, one specific soulmate. I believe in soulmate friends, and I believe in soulmates that you meet along the way that help shape you. So, like, I don't believe that there's one true soulmate out there. Yeah. Like, I believe that there are multiple soulmates that I'm going to meet in my life that are very, very important to me and will always remain important to me and will teach me. And I might hopefully end up with a soulmate, like, permanently, but... I think that along the way I meet soulmates. Okay. So I feel like we should narrow it down to 
like romantic because okay. like Still obviously true. like I feel like there are people who are meant to be friends maybe I wouldn't I wouldn't call them soulmates though because I feel like in my mind it's like a romantic concept so wow so you know <laughs> I was thinking that Meg was my soulmate friend she well, does not believe you can, that I would I say best friend you can say soulmate like no, I'm I mean, not going to say that. <laughs> no, like, but I... still still in a romantic way, I still believe that's yeah. true. So, like, my okay. ex, my most recent ex, I don't need to say their name at all, but, like, yeah. I believe that we were soulmates. You know, we were very uh, good together in a lot of ways, um, and we grew so much. We're definitely soulmates, but obviously just not soulmates that were meant to be permanent, you know? Yeah. Okay, so I don't believe in soulmates at all. <laughs> Wow, and you thought I wasn't going to believe in soulmates? You know who I am. Well, I thought you may not. I mean, I I don't know. I I put it in there because I thought it would be interesting to know. Yeah. You don't believe in soulmates at all? (laughs) Oh, no, definitely not. All right. This is a hot take. Tell me more. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I haven't really talked about this on the podcast, but I am kind of cynical in, like, a very pessimistic way. (laughs) (laughs) So, like... To me, like, people meet each other, and then they get to know each other, and then, sure, they can go out on some dates, but, like, I don't really believe that there's, like, an instant, like, soulmate attract level attraction where you're just, like, in love, and you're soulmates, and you're meant to change each other or meant to... I think it's just, like, a feel... Like, a false feeling that people get whenever they are romantically involved with each other. I think relationships are, like, just based on hard work and based on, like, which, I mean, all these statements are, like, obviously they're based on hard work. But, like, I don't think that there's anybody that's, like, meant for anybody else. I think it's just, like, people fall in love and then they're together and then that's it, you know? And I think they could find a hundred other people where they could fall in love and be together and that's it. Like, I don't think there's any specific person that's meant to come along and be your soulmate well if you didn't believe her (laughs) now you do what do you mean you just made me sad i i'm sad that that you don't think that there is somebody out there that's just going to like change your life like in a in a soulmate way yeah in a soulmate way but like (laughs) you know if you think about it well I guess not you, but like the way I think about it, like if, if one day I meet the person that I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with, like if I, for some reason, didn't meet them at that point, they would find someone else and spend the rest of their life with that other person and be perfectly happy. Like, does that make sense? Like, am I communicating that? I think that that's the whole point of soulmates though, is that you do, you do cross paths, period. Yeah. Like there's not like a, but that's, that's where we're going to disagree later because later, Meg has a <laughs> um, a very interesting... We should have started here, maybe. Yeah. Um, we can bullet point, if you want. Do you shape your own destiny or is everything planned by fate? <clears throat> okay, well, we well guess where I fall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that, that you are... If you are soulmates, you're going to meet, period. Like, that's destined to happen. Okay. Like, or it's fate, if you will. Um, but what about the power of suggestion? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, okay, so say you meet a person. Okay. And you fall in love with this person and you decide, like, I really want to marry this person. And they they propose to you and you say yes. So what if they weren't meant to be your soulmate? And I'm talking in quotes there. However, (laughs) you you title them your soulmate because you're in love with them and you feel a really strong connection with them. Like, how do you know? 
well, that they're think, your soulmate? Is it just something you decide or is it like a, a cosmic thing? Like, no. Like by fate? Is it planned by fate? All right. Let me <laughs> – oh, no, no. I got this. I got this. I, it's going to okay. have a shitty to talk about. But you have been in a relationship where you knew and you really knew before – before it was too late, you knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have too. I've known, right? I've been in the relationship and I've continued on in the relationship in the hopes that it would be saved, but it was never right from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. We knew and we just chose not to act on knowing, but if it was a soulmate, you would know that they were the one. You would know, and I can't say I've experienced this because... I haven't been with the, like, end-all, be-all soulmate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I have been with a soulmate that I knew I needed to be with. When we first got together, it was lovely. It was amazing. And then I eventually started to figure out that we were not meant to be, like, forever. Right? Okay. And it sucked. But I knew it. And I was experiencing that. And eventually, it honestly, that, having that feeling that I experienced while I was with them. And I was with them for, like, five years. Um... That is what kind of helped me uh, find my closure when we broke up, was knowing that okay. I did feel that feeling, and so I knew for sure that we were not meant to be, you know? Okay. Does that make sense? I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. I guess, like... And I guess you just don't know until you know, right? But, yeah. you know, you got to find out if you're going to know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, guess <laughs> I don't know. it's hard because, like, I've never felt <laughs> that, like, end-all, be-all feeling like I'm meant to be with me this person. Either. Like, I, I feel like at some point in my life, I, I thought that at one point, but, like, now it's obvious to me that that could not have been that feeling, you know? like or, Well, but that would go, that would play very well into my philosophy on soulmates in that in that moment you needed that person and they were meant to be there, so they were a soulmate in a way, and you grew and you learned and uh, you became a better person and or a better whatever out of the situation yeah but I don't, you're done I with that, that and you're moving on well that's what i'm saying it fits very well into <laughs> yeah. my philosophy yeah um whereas you just don't think that that's true and that's okay because i think there are people that you're never meant to be with well i guess this kind of is what you said but like like you're never ever have have supposed to blah, blah, blah. you're never ever were supposed to meet you never ever were supposed to be together and yet, like, so I don't think I would ever classify them as, like, a soulmate, even if it was, like, a negative soulmate, you know, like, where they taught you something about yourself that, you know, you never would have known before, even though it was a negative situation. Like, I don't believe in that for sure. Well, like, I think. But I think... that's just where, like, with with me, like, how I think about it is that we're all, there's, like, millions of people on the planet. Like, there's going to be millions of, maybe not millions, but there's going to be, like, hundreds of people that you could potentially end up with with different happy endings and there's not like any one specific person that's supposed to like come in and completely change your life there's like a whole bunch of people romantically there's a whole bunch of people that could be your soulmate in quotes <laughs> i guess you know, I, which is like I, what makes me kind of kind of see that side of it yeah. is that there are that many people in the world and it's kind of alarming that we're yeah. only exposed to a very small amount of true, just people. True. And that's that is the one thing that makes me like think, okay, well well <laughs> Well, and going back to the question, like, do you shape your own destiny or is everything planned by fate? Like as Sarah said, 
she believes that things are planned by fate. However, I believe that I shape my own destiny. So like, I believe that the choices I make directly impact what happens tomorrow, what happens a month from now. Like I believe that it's completely by my own decisions and I can have like a million different futures based on like, I don't, I don't want to get into like quantum physics or anything, but like, you know, well, like, yeah, I don't get think it. I the have endless this, cycle. Yeah. I don't think I have like a plan for my life that's determined by fate or, or whatever. I think it's just all based on my will. Well, here's yeah. where mine gets a little confusing. It's like, yes, I believe in fate, but my whole thing is I do believe that every decision that I make it, I mean, affects yeah. the future, obviously, but I think the way, the way it works for me mentally, like, is that I think that every decision that I make is already known, right? So like, yeah, I have a decision to make, but my, well, and that goes, that, that connects to like how I feel spiritually, but like how I, what the choices that I make are already known. And so therefore the path is laid, right? So the fate, the fate, the fates are going to do what they will. (laughs) I don't know, you know, like, yeah. Everything is going to happen for a reason. And I strongly believe that everything happens for a reason. And I think that that is all fate-based. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I live and breathe by that. That's what gets me through the day. Yeah. Um, I say it to my students. I say it to my family. I say it to my friends. I say it to my dog, for goodness sakes. Yeah. So I, I truly I guess, believe that. Yeah. I, I kind of – I'm conflicted about that because – I think everything that happens has a positive and a negative reaction in some way. Sure. However, I don't necessarily believe like it happens for a direct, like a specific reason. Does that make sense? See, and like, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like what I'm saying is like everything that happens, I I learn from everything that happens. I take a lot away Uh uh, from it. Whereas for you, maybe you're, you're not necessarily identifying it as a learning experience, but just that it right. happened. Right, so we're, we're just thinking you're moving about on. it differently. Yeah. 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 So like, I don't, I don't, well, I guess maybe this is where I should be growing as a person, <laughs> but I don't necessarily look at every specific scenario or situation that happens to me and think like, okay, you know, what should I have done differently or what should I have gotten out of it? Unless it's like something big, you know? You're so like, blessed because I wish <laughs> I could think like that. Because, I mean, I used to, when I was in high school, I used to think that way because I Maybe was like. Maybe that's on my anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely partly anxiety based, but it's also maturity. Like we should all be considering like how we can, you know, handle situations in a more positive and better way. Um, but to me, like I don't apply that to every situation. So I only apply that to like the big ones or whatever. Like, and let's be um, real, like I don't really have any big situations that really well, happen to me yeah, on a daily basis. Yes, you but, do. Don't well, devalue I, your experiences. <laughs> I have a pretty uh, pretty uh, calm routine, to be honest. <laughs> you know, but... I don't know. It is, uh, it is exhausting to think like that, but it also kind yeah. of, to me, it gives me a purpose of getting through something that might be hard. It's like, okay, this is happening for a reason, and I'm learning something, I'm growing, I'm... I'm I'm handling something difficult and it's making me a better person or I'm, I'm going through something really exciting and it's making me experience this, which is going to make me a better person or whatever. Right. And wow, I think that, that is really interesting. And I think that like those experiences are all like <clears throat> supposed to happen exactly the way they are because yeah. fate, because this is how I'm supposed to be shaped into who I am, that is who, really I, who cool. I am when I leave the earth at the end of the lifetime yeah. that I'm experiencing, you know? 
That is really interesting. I should probably like try to consider stuff like that because <laughs> like this is weird, but like whenever I'm going through a situation like that, I'm I I mostly talk negatively to myself. Oh, like, I did I not very, see that coming. <laughs> I have a very negative self-talk. It's more like a what did you do for this to happen to you? Like that sounds so sad, but <laughs> But that's what you get for believing that that you shape your own destiny because when yeah, something true. negative yeah. happens, then you're like, well, what did I do? <laughs> what the frick? I took the wrong, I chose the wrong thing, but that's not necessarily that is exactly. True. That's that is just, exactly how I think about it. That it's is like you're running an it. obstacle course, right? Yeah. And like you come across a big wall that you have to climb. Well, you just have to freaking climb it. You know, yeah. it's not like you decided you wanted to put a wall right there. I mean, I guess you decided to run the obstacle course, but, you know, like that's <laughs> well, just that's life, life. <laughs> okay? So, like, it's not like you decided to put that wall there, but you did decide to just go ahead and climb it. Yeah. Right? Well, to move on. Me. Like, I claw myself oh, out of over any wall. I will claw myself out of any situation. I know you like, will. <laughs> but it doesn't stop, like, my own like, what did I do? Like, what did I do to create this wall? Like, what decisions did I make to bring myself up to this point? So and Meg it never is like, goes past that. Like, it never goes to like, okay, I usually just like let it, I, I have, it stops there. Like, there's no muscle in my brain that's like, okay, well, you're going to be a better person now. You know, like, that's really interesting. And I really should start trying to do that more. <laughs> because. So because Meg's seems climbing like a really the wall, thing. screaming, why me? Like. <laughs> You know, everybody yeah, else is like, is like, help me. <laughs> um, listen, I'm not saying that the way you think is, is bad, but I definitely think that there is like a negative thing that it's like, it's, you're very much so like beating yourself up right? Um, yeah. constantly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there is something to be said about just like experiencing and learning, um, yeah. even if it sucks, even if it's negative, you know, and yeah. I don't know, like you recently went through something really, 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 really difficult. And I... I think that even though you have a view on, on the experience and you do beat yourself up over it, I think that I saw a lot of growth and a lot of change in you that was for the better that made you a, an, an even more incredible person. You were already incredible, even more so incredible from the experience. Oh. So, <laughs> Well, I would imagine it happened mostly in my subconscious. Well, and that's beautiful too. <laughs> I mean... I mean... It's just mentally you there. were like you're the worst Meg but then like you know yeah low-key you know, there's some part of me like, that's I got like, you okay you gotta grow as a person at some point <laughs> I mean you're growing every day you're growing just from this we're conversation all, we're all growing every day yeah, yeah. We, we, can, we can look at this as like a really short wall that we got over today in yeah. this conversation in the life. Things that I should course. try is positive self-talk and positive, <laughs> Listen, positive y'all, looking at my situation. We warned you in the very fir- first podcast that I'm too positive, Meg's too negative, and this is why we're opposite. <laughs> Here we are coming to a relatively nice center neutral place. Yeah. Well, you know what? I have to say something. You sometimes also talk negatively about yourself and I would never let that crap go on. So I shouldn't do it to myself either. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Meg's always calling me out. She's like, don't call yourself an idiot. Even though I don't even realize that I'm doing it. And she's like, stop. stop I know. But it's like, that's what's important is like the stuff you don't realize is happening. That's what impacts you the most. So don't do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will work harder. I did do it right before we started the podcast. And then no. I, I thought about it and I was like, well, you were on the phone. We were on the phone. We were about to record. Oh. And I said it and I was like, oh, and then you didn't say anything. And I was like, oh yeah. I didn't hear you. I, oops, <laughs> I dropped the ball. 
But you you do the same thing to yourself, and I guess that's a good way to look at it. Like you wouldn't let me do it, so yeah. why should you let yourself do it? And I maybe I need right. to be better about holding you accountable to more positive self-talk. <laughs> you know, my problem is like I don't say it out loud, <laughs> so you just have to guess. Well, okay? all right, <laughs> I'm just going to gonna start guessing. Like a connection. <laughs> Listen, I usually can tell because you make a face. Oh yeah, you know my face. That's true. You, you make you make a face, or you get really <laughs> awkward on the phone. Um, yeah, I get like quiet and I start saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, though, like there was this one day that like some something happened between a friend and then we got in the car to go like go into town. It was when you helped me move. Yeah. And you were like clearly upset and you were like not talking. And I was like, are you OK? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, are you sure? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, you want to talk about it? You're like, no. And I'm then like, you were just like, stop right. it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you need to knock it off. You're being yeah. annoying. Stop. Just talk about it. Like, just get it off your chest. And you did. Yeah. And I don't know well, if you I felt wish... better, but you did. Yeah. People listening, like, I want you to know that, like, whenever – I'm not trying to do that for attention. Like, whenever I do that, I genuinely do not want to talk about it. However, Sarah will always get it out of me. <laughs> I have Like, I genuinely power. do not want to talk about it. I just want to stew in it for a while and then let it go. But Sarah will – get it out of me does it make you feel better to get it out or am i just um, making you miserable no you're not making me miserable Don't oh worry. darn it <laughs> just kidding oh thanks um yeah i don't know i just feel like it's super unhealthy because you are like the queen of bottling things and like i know that i don't think you're ever doing it for attention i just think that i just think me personally it feels so good to release it and it feels good yeah. to release it to somebody who's like legitimately listening and so I would like to think that it's the same experience for you, even though I know that's not always true, but yeah, I know you pretty well. And I would like to think yeah. that if I allow you the space to talk about it, that it might, might help. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're a, a giver. Like, I'm glad that you're not a bottler because I would not <laughs> know how to navigate that because to me, like most of the time I'll bring some, like, you know, whenever we are like, there was that whole month where we didn't really like it was like maybe a couple months ago. It was like a really crappy month for me, but I didn't really like bring up anything like the whole month. Mm-hmm. And then there was that one night where I was like telling you pretty much everything about that month. Like I was feeling really anxious and, you know, I was just having like a really bad month. And you were like, I knew there was something wrong, <laughs> you know, and I don't know if you remember that at all. Well, it was when it. you was it when you came and spent the night? No, it was like, oh, 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 yeah. I remember what you're talking about. Yes, yes, so, yes. So like, but if it was me on the other end, like if you were like not wanting to talk about something, I would not know how to navigate that at all. Because to me, I'm like, okay, they'll just tell me when they're ready, but they may not. They may, So if, if the, someone bottles, they may just never say anything about it. Like, so I, I will I'm say you don't I have started to develop a really bad habit um, and it is like, I mean, I have, like, a handful of people that I can talk to, right? I've got Kay, I've got Sarah, I've got Jeremiah, and I've got you. And, I mean, there's always other people that are willing to listen, but it's not ever the same as, like, talking to your best friends, you know? Right, yeah. And so oftentimes what happens is either I can't get a hold of you or maybe there's something else going on in in one of your lives. And I I do bottle because I don't want to inconvenience other people that are experiencing something. So like Kay might be going through a boy thing or Sarah's going through a boy thing or she's really busy with work or Jeremiah is like drowning in schoolwork or you're going through something directly and it's just like not the right time and I start to bottle it. And I, I will tell you, when I bottle things, I am so 
freaking miserable. And when I bottle things, I tend to begin to blame other people as if it's their fault that I can't yeah, talk you can about like it. Resent the fact that you're not talking with them. Yeah. Yes. Even though that's not true at all. It's my own dang fault. And I know that, but there's a part of me that reacts with anger towards those people. And yeah. then I'm like, why did I do that? So like, if that's how I feel after like two weeks of bottling something up, it makes me wonder <laughs> what the heck is going on in your heart and your head <laughs> when you bottle things for months, let alone years. I you mean, know? it just, to me, it just fades into the background. Oh, I couldn't. Like, even... it just fades away. Like, and it's, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's like oh. a, a, like a, a freaking tattoo or something. It fades over time. But know. does it come back up sometimes and like <laughs> re-piss you off? Um. Or like re-bother you or like. I would say stuff from like years, years ago when I like first started my mental health issues I don't really think about that stuff anymore, but I would say like my most recent dilemma does come back up. Oh yeah. But, but it's that's more recent. So it makes sense, yeah. you know, but like stuff from years ago, like, I don't know. What is it? Was it like 2012? Whenever that started? 2013. Like, yeah. 2013. Like, I don't really think about that anymore. So either, I don't know. We're just honest. different people. <laughs> We've grown a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, uh, stuff over time for me just fades. So I don't know. Well, we got a little off topic from the do you shape your own destiny yeah, and, and, topic. <laughs> uh, and soulmates and all that. But, hey, that's okay because what we just talked about I feel like is really important and hopefully yeah. relatable. Um, yeah, relatable. Listeners, if you bottle things up, don't do it. Yeah. Release. You can release to us. You can release to your release. best friends, to your yeah. family, to your parents, to your brother. To someone you trust. You can yeah. do it. We got you. All right. Hang so let's there. move on to the next one. Can there be good without evil? Okay, we might disagree on this. We might agree. I think no. I agree. I, I, I think <laughs> okay. I think there has to be evil for there to be good. Yeah, because good would just be normal. It wouldn't be good. It would just be life. It would just be like, yeah, Without existing. evil, yeah. It would be Adam and Eve before they ate the fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be existing. Here, there's this, like, quote. Every time I think about this, I think about the quote. I, I love this quote. I don't know. I quote it, like, freaking all the time. But um, from The Incredibles... <laughs> oh heck yes when he's like the evil guy like the with the hair is like if everyone was special no one would be <laughs> i love that quote because it's mean, so true. true like if everyone was good no one would be good because good would not exist i if... mean it's very very true <laughs> yeah i, I wonder I mean, like if everyone was evil would would it still be evil no it would be normal that's crazy. It would just be evil, nefarious, awful behavior, yeah. but it would be just life. It would just be life, yeah. It's like but the, I think what's that's, the that's... what is it when like the universe is like opposite, like it's flipped. Oh, I don't know. Different dimension. Oh. Yeah. You know? It's like a different dimension. It's like they're completely evil. But I think life. that that thought process right there is proves that good can never exist without evil and evil can never exist without good. Like they just can't exist without each other. Yeah. I 100% agree. Because, like, not everyone's going to be evil all the time. At some point, they have to go to sleep, you know? <laughs> and so are they good point... while they sleep? Or are they neutral? Um, uh, oh, that makes me wonder then, like, can there be, is there is good and evil, like, on a spectrum? Yes, I do agree with that. So, like, can I wake up a good person and do something evil and then eventually I'm asleep and I'm neutral again? Uh, I don't think sleeping resets it. 
if that's what you're getting at. Well, no, not like a reset, okay. but like I'm not doing anything good. And I'm not doing anything evil. Maybe I wake up and I go mow my neighbor's lawn. Why the heck would I do that? <laughs> but maybe I do that. <laughs> and that's a good thing, right? But then later I go down the street and I like murder a dog. Oh, my okay, goodness. Okay, but that would still mean you're an evil person, even if you do some good things. Okay, interesting. Okay, wait. Here's a question I did not add on here, and it kind of goes along with this. Are people born evil? Well, not evil. Are people born uh, innately good? Or innately good or innately bad? Yeah, I don't want to say evil because, like, that's an extreme bad. But, like. Okay, yeah. I personally think. I already know how you feel about this. <laughs> I personally think that everyone is born good or okay. neutral. Like, they haven't done anything evil, so so they don't know evil. Well, that, okay. that kind of doesn't well, work then, because then they don't necessarily know good either. People so are born like neutral. neutral. Yeah. Okay. I think people are born bad. Evil. <laughs> Not evil. But, like, let's get, like, let's, this is a hypothetical without Adam and Eve in the mix, like, they're out of the picture like we're not oh. talking about like the before sin or anything we're just talking about like people nowadays are they born good or are they born bad or okay. neutral i guess so like i def i think they're born bad mostly because i think people are constantly fighting their inner bad and they're not necessarily constantly fighting their inner good very interesting because i yeah. know for a fact i talked about this in my psychology classes Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, we definitely had this debate. Uh, I still come out on the side that they yeah. are, I guess, I guess neutral is really the word I'm going for, only because okay. they don't know any better. But I guess that that's kind of true in that you're always fighting that very selfish, right. um, negative side. You know, like, well, this is what I want. I want it right now. And uh, I mean, even the id. The id. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, now that's we're really getting into it. term. <laughs> All right. So I guess when you look at it that way, I do kind of agree with you in, in that sense. However, in regards to good and evil, okay. I think that people are born neutral because they don't know evil and they don't know good. Well, do you think there's different degrees of evil? I know we kind of already touched on that, but... Ooh, yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, so there's on the spectrum like, of like bad to evil, would bad be like on one side and evil be on the other side? Yeah, bad's like selfish, greedy. Okay. Evil is like murderous and... Yeah. I don't know, the worst I definitely worst. don't think people are born evil. Okay, cool. Good, yeah. me so too. So <laughs> I'm kind of like on the spectrum of like, I think they're born bad. I don't <coughs> think they're born evil. But I think someone who's born bad can, like the way they're brought up can easily accentuate like, okay, they're oh, going to be a bad sure. person or they're going to be a good person. Like As a teacher, a I can person, absolutely like, back that up. <laughs> yeah. Because you can, I mean, there's this controversial, but you can easily teach someone how to be a good person and then they just choose to be a bad person and vice versa. Like you can easily teach someone who's bad to be good and you can easily teach someone who's good to be bad. I agree. But I think initially starting out, most people are controlled by their inner bad or their id. But yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I guess, I guess we come out kind of agreeing on that one. You kind of <laughs> yeah. convinced me. I Kind of, yeah. Id. That makes me go to psych class. I, 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 I'm there. Yeah. All right. Know. We can't believe we agreed on something again. Uh, that's twice in one episode. <laughs> we started out folks. disagreeing and then we kind of met in the middle. How about that? But we, we, we disagreed way earlier on. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, we would disagree all the way. To this point, so. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead. Next Moving one. on. 
Um, this one's really interesting, and I don't think that I have a formed opinion on it, so I'm going to be thinking okay. as I... we're probably going to agree on this one, to be um, honest. Has technology taken away people's emotions? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say no. Oh, okay. Well, cool. <laughs> uh, all right. That's so funny. You think you're, you always think I'm going to agree with you, and then I don't. <laughs> um... I personally, I don't think that this is true, okay, because I'm thinking about how all it has done, okay, just for me and my selfish thoughts here, how it has affected me, that's what I'm basing this opinion off of, okay, for me, it has only enhanced my ability to express my emotions. Okay. It, because not only do I have lots of different outlets now, the internet is amazing, but I can connect to anybody that I need to connect to to express my emotions to. It is okay. so easy for me to get in touch with you, even though you are five, six hours away from me, right? And when you were in Alaska, I could reach out to you in three rings, you know? Yeah, true. Yeah. I could text you and you would, I could, I could text you. If you might be at work, I could text you when I was, I could say, I am not in a good place. Can you call me after work? And you would call me after work. You would know immediately. Yeah. Right. So for me, it's only enhanced my ability to express my emotions. I think in correlation to this question, it has affected people's ability to be social in person. True. Yeah. But in regards to technology affecting people's emotions, I don't think that's necessarily true. What about you? Okay. So we are thinking about this in different ways, which is good. Like we 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 approach this question in a different way. Like enlighten me. So. The way I see this question is like, for me, this is like, we're just going off our own experiences. For me, technology sucks my emotions out of me. Like whenever I go on a website or whenever I uh, watch a show or a movie, I am so taken out of my emotions and placed into, this is an empath thing, by the way, everybody listening, (laughs) this is an empath thing. So not everyone's going to experience this, but like, I'm so placed into other people's shoes that when I like kind of get back out of technology and like out of that TV show or out of that conversation or like out of this post that I'm reading or whatever, like I, when I step away from that, I feel completely drained of my emotions. Does that make sense? Okay. I, 1000% 1000% get that and I'm really glad that it's not just me because when I go <laughs> to like watch a movie or like a TV series that's really freaking yeah. sad okay like 13 reasons 13 reasons why oh yeah that was a big holy one. crap yeah. I like can't function it makes me straight up and being honest makes me depressed like oh, it dude, screws totally. me up and so I have to be very 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 purposeful about when I decide to watch that kind of stuff or when I really yeah. want to get into something serious like that because it can really screw me up. But And I'm not talking like that I mean, hasn't we're not taken talking... away your ability to have emotions. I don't know. I don't know. You have emotions right now. What are you what are you emoting right now? I don't know what I'm emoting. I Potentially guess Potentially like interest. Oh, interest. I, I don't oh. know. Interest. I, uh... But my thing is like I've never been good at emoting in general anyway because I've always been so But is that technology? Like, oh. <laughs> Well, Sorry. probably not, but <laughs> you're probably right about that. But like my, my knowledge has been like reflecting other people's emotions, right? So like I do the same thing with technology. I instantly feel and I reflect other people's emotions that I connect with online or TV shows or fictional characters that I connect with online and I instantly emote that back to the screen. <laughs> it's easier for you to feel anybody else's emotions than your own. Exactly. 
Wow, that even, sounds really sad. <laughs> sorry. Even a TV character. But it, it or, comes with positives. So yeah. Like, it, well, being an empath is a beautiful yeah. thing. It can be good or bad. Like, it comes with its pros and cons. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I still think that – I get what you're saying, but I do think that technology technically hasn't taken away your ability to have emotions. Yeah. It, it probably isn't drain technology. you of your emotions. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, you're still able to experience your own emotions, even if you don't like to. <laughs> I'm, like, calling well, Meg out right now. Sorry, guys. Just going in on me, this podcast. <laughs> you know, I love you. Well, sometimes I watch shows purposely because I want to feel a certain emotion. Does that make sense? Yes, 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 yes. So, and I'm not talking, like, to go kind of go back to, like, the really depressing show, like, if I relate to a character too much and I get sucked into that, I am literally depressed for like days afterwards. Like I'm not yes. talking a couple hours. Like I'm talking no, like I can't watch TV for days afterwards because I just can't shake it. Like I can't watch that show. I usually just dump the show. Like I can't do it. Yeah, I yeah, dump the I show. I don't it. go back to it for like a year. <laughs> like, But don't you and, have like a show that – isn't it Sunny in Philadelphia that you watch to like – Oh, yeah, exactly. So like I'll watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, sometimes The Office, Parks and Rec, uh, Arrested Development. Like I'll watch all these shows – if I want to feel like happy or if I want to feel like, like I'm, I guess, distracted, which is not a good thing. Like you shouldn't watch shows to feel distracted, but like, it'll make me feel like, it'll make me laugh. It'll make me feel like I'm having fun. That's a good way to put it. It'll make me feel like I'm having fun. Well, I mean, watching TV is a fun experience. I mean, you, you are having fun. You're not just one of my my biggest hobbies. Yeah. I mean, it is, it it is one of your favorite things. So I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing for you wanting to find joy in something that you love. True. You know, to find something positive um, out of something you enjoy is is a good thing. You should definitely keep that around, (laughs) man. If you have shows that you can rewatch over and over and over that take you to a happy place, then never let those shows go. Never, ever. Never, never, never. Don't let Netflix get rid of them. I will never stop watching It's Always Sunny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just now getting into It's Always Sunny. Meg kind of jumped around on me when I started it, but um, it definitely is funny. I do enjoy it. Oh, I thought we went back to yeah. Anyway, well, so, yeah. I I got I, I was watching a big, <laughs> a bit a couple of them all over the place. I mean, it doesn't matter because I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I hope you like it. I mean, it's fine. I already got you into Arrested Development, so and you got me that's... into Parks and Rec. So oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, but you did not get me into The Office. Sorry, no, folks. Yeah. I will never be an Office watcher. <laughs> Forget about it. If you can't get past the first season, it's hard. But after the first season, it's amazing. And then um, you go back. And you watch the first season and you see how amazing the first season is. I'm not getting through the first season. I don't think I'm <laughs> going to make it through the first episode. Uh, it's just it's just too much. It's just too hard. You know what? Actually, I really probably should be a little bit more open-minded and try again because I really thought I wasn't going to enjoy Parks and Rec. I really thought I wasn't going to enjoy Arrested Development. And I honestly thought I wasn't going to enjoy Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But maybe I've grown... <laughs> into this this type of tv show and i need to give it another try because everybody loves the office well i didn't like the office season one when i first watched it for the record but after i watched the whole show and then i went back to watch season one i loved it so if that says anything then listen if i ever (laughs) stumble upon extra time in my life (laughs) i will try again and i will try again for you and for our viewers (laughs) listeners yeah viewers Oh, by the way, this is like a show recommendation, which is like my thing. I recommend shows to people. Everyone should watch Ted Lasso 
on Apple TV Plus. You too, Sarah, because it is the most wholesome show I have watched in years. Ed Lasso. It, yeah, and it made me so happy watching it today. Like, like you know how you have comedies, you laugh because it's like an inappropriate joke, right? Yeah. This is like you're laughing because you feel happy. <laughs> and it's funny. And you just like feel happy while you're watching it because it's like the premise is like this guy takes over a, um, a soccer team over in England. And he's like a total Southern dude. Like, and he's Ted super Lasso. sweet and nice. And it's Ted Lasso. And it's just like so wholesome. I don't know. So, everybody, everybody watch that if you want some wholesome in your life. Okay. Right, Meg's going to have to share her Apple TV uh, password yeah. with me. Um, but... Get that free trial. Okay. Everyone can get that free trial. Okay. That sounds like a show I would absolutely love. <laughs> I love a good wholesome laugh, man. Yeah, you would love it. You would love it. I also, I've also heard good things about this comedian. Uh, I mean, I've listened to him before. Gosh, what's his name now? I'm blanking. He's on um, Netflix. Everybody's oh, best so of him. Many. He hosted <laughs> SNL this week. I don't know. Is it Dave Chappelle? No, 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 no. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> he is awesome. No, he's t- uh, Mulaney. John Mulaney. Oh, I've heard a lot about him. I don't I, think he's wholesome, though. No, he's not wholesome at all, but I heard he's very, very funny. And I could use a laugh, so maybe I have not Ted heard of I- any of his stuff. I'm exposing I, myself right now. Oh, wow. I, even <laughs> I've heard some of his stuff. You really, you know what, Meg? If you're going to task me with TV shows, I'm going to task you with going on to Netflix and watching uh, a Ted Mullaney, or Ted Mullaney? Ted Lasso. No, no, no. John Mullaney comedic episode of something. I don't like watching comedy specials, though. Well, I'm insisting. <laughs> because maybe you'll laugh. Comedy specials are the worst. I don't even watch Dave Chappelle comedy specials. Well, okay, that's he's like a you one of the problem. most legendary comedians of all time. I I insist, Thomas. I insist. Whatever. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got into the, into the fun. We've kind of already transitioned into the fun ending that we have planned. Yeah. So we're just gonna do that. <laughs> I have extras so, too. So if we rush through these, okay. I've got more. So don't worry. Okay. Okay. So are we answering this for each other? Like I say, yes. You, then, okay, okay. Yes. Yes. So these are questions that we are going to try to guess about each other. And the first one is, is there any expression or phrase that your best friend says often? We already talked about this kind of, <laughs> not on the podcast, but. I got one because I want to make fun of you. So. Oh, okay. But you go ahead. Um, you first. Okay. So one that I kind of gave to you was, oh, my Lanta. I know. <laughs> I used to say that all the time in high school. And then I kind of like. I don't, I don't say it anymore. I don't know why. I just, like, out of the habit. But And then you also say, like, bet. I don't like everyone says that now except for me. But everyone says, like, bet a lot. I say like Gucci a lot as well. True. My true. kids hate that. It's so funny. And then low-key. That's something I never got into, like, the whole low-key thing. I say low-key, high-key all the time. <laughs> yeah, high-key. I don't, I don't freaking – I don't even know how that got started. But, I mean – I don't know the difference, to be honest. <laughs> But make it work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like well, low keys on the low and high keys. Like, I really think you right. should know high this. Key. I don't know. Yeah. I do say <laughs> all of those things a lot. Um, I can't really think of anything specifically that you say a lot, um, except for you recently made fun of yourself for saying holy moly like an old person. <laughs> and that stuck with me. And now I just, like, I can't get that out of my head that you say I do holy say moly. a lot of old phrases, yeah. It's very pure. It's very wholesome. It's very Ted Lasso of you. Um, and I'm here for it. You know why? It's because I hung around my grandma for so long. 
And she would, my grandma and my grandpa. She I said, holy moly. For a while, by the way, they, they like said all those older phrases like, oh, usually tarnation. like, what in tarnation? <laughs> I am taking that. What in tarnation? What, what, what do you think my I kids would do sinister. if I went in and said that? What if I, I just walked know. in and I was like, what in tarnation are you guys doing? They would probably doing? just be like, what? Why? I'd be, they'd fire me. They'd kick me out. <laughs> like, go home, Klein. Oh, there's my last name, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, I say old phrases. I don't even know I'm saying them whenever I say them. So I love that for you. I really do. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Right. Holy moly. Holy mackerel. Go ahead with the next one. <laughs> All right. It is, what was the best vacation your best friend ever took? Now, the, uh, easy, the easy answer is for me to say the one that you took with me, but I know that that is not true. So, <laughs> I... Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, come on, girl. Come on, okay. girl. Okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that I can't, like, pin it down, but I'm thinking that one of your absolute favorites was you and your... When you moved back to Alaska, you and your dad and your brother would go on, like, mountain hikes, and you would, like, camp out or, like hike around um like the woods and like you would climb mountains and stuff and I feel like that was like your happy place I feel like you loved that that had to have been one of your favorites yeah I would say expanding on that like we 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 used to go like white water white water rafting oh that's right you told you told us about this and we used to like camp like we would take a week and we would just like raft down an entire river and like camp along the way so I would say one of those trips would probably be my... I don't really have, like, a favorite, to be honest, though. Just anything outdoors you yeah. enjoyed. Outdoorsy, yeah. Especially in the cold, cold Alaska. <laughs> and, like, those were, weren't even, like... I mean, they were vacations, but they weren't, like, us flying somewhere to, right. like... getting away Disneyland. and yeah. picking up <laughs> your just, feet and drinking. It was like, you know, this weekend we're going to this river, this lake, and we're going to go do some stuff. And I was like, okay... <laughs> I don't know. My family would have considered that like a staycation or a weekend getaway. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really counts. take vacations. Like, yeah, we didn't either. So. It was never like anything expensive. I know that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like basically free. Yeah, I mean, we it would, there would be you'd have to buy those sleeping bags. I mean, we at sometimes we would like just sleep in the sleeping bags, and my dad would like fly fish on the river. And oh, my Atlanta. That, yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. That sounds like an awful experience for me. <laughs> I mean, I literally, I would be, I'm a, I'm a glamper. I'm more of a glamorous camper. Um, I prefer the very, very cute campers. Um, where I, I like can those too. Keep the bugs out. Um, <laughs> even better if it's pink and glittery. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a glamper. So I would love to go glamping with you, but I'm definitely not going to go. Like, you know, I would camping. love to do that with you too. Bet. We, we, we got to do that at some point. I just said it. Well, you know what? You want to go halvesies on a really fancy camper? Yeah, let's let's go well, that, or we could just go to a cabin somewhere. Oh, I love a good cabin yeah. trip. Oh my gosh, we, can we do that? Yeah. Is are there cabins in Alaska? Oh, totally. Okay, yeah. we wouldn't right. have to go to Alaska. We could go to like Tennessee or something. Yeah, but remember that you said it was a travesty that I haven't been to Alaska. True. So we just True. need to handle it. We'll go to Denali National Park. Okay. Okay, sounds like a plan. It's real cold there, but there we might go. see more than lights. We just planned our next vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I'm just going to assume the best vacation that you took was to Georgia. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> so just, and I know why. It's not necessarily because we went together. It's because the beach, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you would have loved it no matter what because you were at the beach. And yeah. You, were it, you said that like a hundred times. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered who was there with me. Yeah. You're one hundred percent. I can right. I can acknowledge that and not feel bad about it. <laughs> um, I literally have never been to a beach in like the. I went to a beach when it was very very cold. Um, but I have never yeah. been to like a proper beach on a hot day and I think about it every single day. I look at my <laughs> seashells and my sand every single yeah. day. And to be honest, don't think I'm weird listeners, but sometimes I sniff it so Does that it I can smell like, like the ocean. No, it smells very Aww, gross. I'm but sorry. I, I just wish, you know, I just think maybe it'll smell like the sea and the salt in the air and yeah. You know, I mean, a bit fishy. It, was a, it was an extremely enjoyable vacation. I can say that. However, I did discover that I'm not a beach person. And Sarah is a beach person, which I love that for Sarah. I, I just got to find a new beach buddy because I don't think yeah. I can take Meg um, back on a beach trip. You got to go with Kay because Kay's never been to a real beach, I, th- I don't think, I don't from know. what she told me. I love and Kay, but I don't know if go. I could do an, a vacation with her. <laughs> we could do a group vacation. How about that? Oh, okay. Are you going to suffer through the beach? Yeah. Yes. Sure, I'll do that. Yeah. But I guess see, I love you guys. here's how it would work, though, because like Meg, her vacation kind of thing is like getting some sweet, precious alone time, which when we. Some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when we were together on a vacation, on a vacation, we didn't just like go sit on the beach by ourselves. Like, so it was like we always had to be together. Oh, no. But if we did take a group vacation, then Meg could get her sweet alone time. And me and Kay could go, like, chill on the beach, and it would be, like, totally – like, everybody would be happy in that scenario. You know what I would do, though, is I would go on a hike or something. Do you remember that I brought my hiking shoes to Georgia? Yeah, and I was like, why? I'm not going to judge you. You'd be, like, oh, taking a gosh. run on the beach, and then you would, like, go on a hike, and, like, <laughs> gosh. And then me and Kaylee would be, like, sipping very boozy drinks on the side of the pool or down on the, on the sand. It was very relaxing, though. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I would not trade it for anything. I had oh, me either. Time. Oh, me either, sister. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back, um, like, right now, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. For the record, we did take that in the middle of the pandemic. And we, we were, were very, very safe. Very safe. Like, we, we stayed in a, a rental place, apartment, and we cooked our own food. We did go out to eat twice, but we were very safe about it. We did not get COVID, and we did not spread COVID. So Amen. I feel like it was a success. <laughs> I mean, it was really nice because the resort that we were on where we were renting a little apartment um, was like, very, very private. So the beach was relatively private. Um, there was a private pool. So there's only people that were part of the resort were we ever near. Yeah. So resort. That, uh, that's what it was called. Airbnb. It was called a resort. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When I think of resort, I think of something very extravagant. Well, there was a pool it was and a very locked cute, gate. <laughs> so it was I don't very know. Cute. enough. But the pool was the best, or the, not the pool, the beach was the best part. The <laughs> private entrance, there was like a little oh, yeah. rinse hose station where you could like rinse all the sand off your stuff. And there was never like, it was never like super crowded or anything. No, like, it was perfect. Yeah. We went to Tybee Island, by the way. Yeah, and <laughs> there was fireworks, there was 4th of July. And we were on the North Beach. We were on the North Beach and it was very private. It was much smaller. We did go to the South Beach, and the waves were, like, really amazing, like really awesome. And that was when I think I had the most fun was actually being in the really big waves. Same. Um, but it was, like, more relaxing being on the North Beach, to me at least. 
Yeah, um, we were like out in the water, like in like four or five feet deep. And yeah. we were throwing the Frisbee around and yeah. or, you know, gosh, we did all sorts of weird things. Uh, we were floating. We were, you know, playing games, relaxing. Yeah. There was dolphins. Yeah, there was so Freaking many dolphins. Freaking dolphins, man. Yeah. Oh, it was a great time. Next time I'm going to be I want to do different things. Yeah. The only thing I would change is like maybe next time we can save up a little bit more and get like uh, a one that has a patio facing the ocean. Yeah, bet. Because there, there's that bet again. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. But that would be like so awesome because we I could just like sit out on the patio. Because like our patio, which is overlooking the parking lot, which is fine. Like, I, I wasn't listen, complaining I sat about on that. It every single day and drank my coffee, <laughs> yeah. staring at the beach. Um, but like literally, it was a one minute it. walk to the beach, so <sighs> I could not complain. Can we go back, please? Of course, I'm we're gonna go, go back, back at some right point. Now. No, right now. <laughs> Get in your car, find your bathing suit. We're going. Uh, <sighs> I wish. <laughs> I'm gonna have to veto that. <sighs> Man, <laughs> I'm not prepared. I tried. I tried. <laughs> Hey, right, I'm we going got... camping this weekend. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, that'll be so fun. And and yeah, I can't go to Georgia. Your little dog George, uh, yeah. who he just had um, he know, just had surgery. The major, you know? the major dog boy <laughs> surgery. Um, so he's kind of recovering. Yeah, he's gonna come camping with me. We're gonna have a fun time. Gonna get some fresh air and heal up. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna switch to a completely different topic, which is oh, does funny. your best friend believe aliens exist or ghosts exist? I think we're gonna agree on this. Okay. I am going so, to So what do you think about me? I yeah. think that you believe that aliens and ghosts both exist. That is correct. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, and I think that you also believe aliens and ghosts exist. Yes. We agree. I, I knew we would agree on this. I knew we would agree. I knew this. you believed in ghosts, but I wasn't sure about aliens. So I was like, hmm. Yeah. But I feel like you're a very logical person. And so if you if you think, if you believe in ghosts, which is like not yeah. logical at all, then you must believe in aliens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because. Well, okay. Here's, here's my view. And it may be a completely different view on it than you. Like, it's not that I necessarily would believe and like argue for the fact that these, that aliens and ghosts exist. I would never argue for that. But I would, I personally cannot disprove that i can't disprove the fact that they may or may not exist so i'm just gonna say that sure they might be out there whatever <laughs> meanwhile you know, i'm like yes yeah. ghosts exist yes aliens exist are you freaking crazy yeah. <laughs> i don't need no proof i know they're out there <laughs> <laughs> to me like like yeah they may be out there they may not like i can't prove it either way so i'm just gonna like say sure they exist whatever <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> at least we 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 answered correctly. We knew each other well. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. So okay. this last one, I think this is a really fun one to end on. Um, I I have no idea what I'm going to guess for you. Uh, I just kind of hope that you either. knew mine. This is really hard. Um, what table or card game does your best friend like most? Okay. For you, I'm gonna go gin. I've, I don't know if I've even ever played gin. Gin rummy? I don't think I've ever played gin Well, I thought I've heard of you. Oh, no, no. Okay, hold on. Let me think. I, now I'm thinking that's what you like to play. No, I, I don't. I, oh, I just okay. feel like I thought I, I heard you talking about playing that with your parents when you were younger. No, 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 no. Uh, some kind of card game. Oh, yes, it's a card game. It starts with an S. We started with Rook first, but then we eventually made it to Rook is awesome. Rook is fun. 
Yeah. So um, it's basically Rook, except just with a regular deck of cards, a.k.a. I don't know what that is called. Spades. Oh, spa- oh spades. Yes. That is what I you're talking love about. spades. It's so freaking fun. <laughs> Me and my okay. roommate figured out how to play two, two-person spades. I mean, it was so oh, fun. Okay. We had so much fun. Yeah. Okay, um, what about me? Gosh. Uh, I feel like you are not a board game person. That is true. I'm not a board game I person. feel like if you're going to play a, car- a game at all, it's going to be a card game. And I really feel like you don't even like to do that at all anyway. I don't, yeah. <laughs> um, but if it came down to it, I feel like you really like one of those, like, bullshit games or whatever. Wait, what? You know, like, <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with good old Uno. You're an Uno person. That's my guess. Um, I did play Uno a lot, but it's uh, Phase 10 is the... Oh! Um, oh, I <laughs> never would have guessed that. Yeah, that's oh my the gosh. one that we always played growing up. Always. I and we also always played, played Rook. I love Rook. Yeah. Do you know how I used to cheat at Rook? You'd count the it's, cards? No, I would memorize the backs of the cards. Like, the creases. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> and no one ever knew. Like, I always knew who had the wrong. I would not crease them myself. Like, I would not sabotage the game. But I memorized the back. Because our cards got faded. So, like, yeah. I would memorize the pattern of the fade. And <laughs> See, we... Everyone always got so frustrated at me. <laughs> we went back and played Rook recently. Like, yeah. after we've been playing Spades for years. And it was a pain in the butt. Because... Yeah. It's just so different. It's 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 not so different, I guess, but there's enough difference in between Rook and Spades that it really throws you off. Um, yeah. But I definitely prefer I mean, It's so fun. Yeah, I always loved Phase 10. Like, we would always have a ton of fun as a family playing that growing up. So that's where my nostalgia is. You're going to have to teach me. You know, my yeah. grandma always taught me the game uh, Farkle, and it's like a dice oh. game. Have you played it? Mm-mm. No, I have not. I don't even remember how to play it, but I just remember thinking when I was playing it that it was the stupid name. It was such a <laughs> stupid name. Farkle the Dice Game. Farkle? What does that have to do with anything? I, I don't know. know. They just make up some weird crap. All right. We also used to play Life a lot. I love I mean, the game of Life. Game, but, yeah. Straight up. You can't find it like they used to make it, though. Oh, you know what? Um, I can't believe I didn't think about this, but chess was actually like... It was face 10 and chess. We used to play chess constantly when I was growing up. Really? Yeah, constantly. I have a huge amount Ooh. of nostalgia for that game. I don't like playing chess at all. I love chess. It requires way I... too much thought for me. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not good at it. Like, I'm not a, like I could never beat. I could probably never beat anybody at this point. But, like, I don't know any of the special moves or anything. Like, but I always just loved playing it as a kid. Did just... your family ever have a really aggressive game of Monopoly? Um, not as a family, like us kids would do it, but not as a family. My parents would be so evil because my brother loved it. (laughs) And so he would request it and we would sit down and we would play. And then I'd get really into it and Howie was always really into it. And then my parents would purposely get out. And then they would like walk away laughing. They're like, ha ha ha, good luck. And then Howie would always win. Because I would quit. Because I'd be like, this stupid and I hate it. Whenever, like, you know, when you're playing a game like that, Whenever one person, like, walks away from the board, it just gets less fun and then less fun and less fun. So you don't even want to finish the game after a certain point. The first, like, 40 minutes of Monopoly is, like, solid enjoyment. Exactly. And then yeah. after 41 minutes in, I'm done. Like, I, yeah. there's no enjoyment left for me. Did you ever play Risk? No. Oh, my gosh. I used to get so heated. 
I'm pretty sure my brother. It's a game of game. chance. Yeah. Like, because you just roll the freaking dice to see who wins. Basically, my sister would always win. So annoying. I don't know how she would always win. Maybe she was cheating. I don't know. But I would never ever win. I know it's like strategy too, because you like place your pieces in a certain way. But <sighs> oddly, I would never. One of my favorite game nights I remember is we had a CD-ROM of the Game of Life. So instead oh, yeah. of like doing the whole board game and bothering with, you know, who was banker and everything, and we would just get on the computer and put our names in and then it would just like tell us when it was our turn. It was so fun. It was really cool animation. Yeah. And me and I my mom and my that. brother would sit around and play but with me. No, not with you. No, just oh, but I mean, I think CD-ROM. Maybe we did play it at some point, but we did have a CD version. Yeah. And then we just stopped playing the board game version. Oh, yeah, because it was so much more fun. Yeah. It had music and, oh, it was awesome. Yeah. So, and we would we would I mean, all sit around the computer and play it together. Yeah. Computer games are a whole other thing. Like, I had so much fun with so many different computer games growing up. You played Nancy Drew growing up. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, my mom's thing. She would sit with us and I'd watch her play Nancy Drew. And then I would watch my sister play Nancy Drew. And then I started playing Nancy Drew. And people, like, my mom and my sister would want to watch me. It was, like, this whole thing that we would do together. Aw. Yeah. I love that. And then there was also this, like, <laughs> this is, like, the most annoying game ever. There was this game where you could either play as a ambulance, a fire truck, or a police car. And you would have, <laughs> like, we'd always have to turn the volume down because whenever you would go, it would, like, make this horrible siren noise. <laughs> well, Yeah. So, I don't know what the game was called, but it was the funnest thing ever. Because you could, like, go around the entire city and, like, run people over. And it was, what like, in GTA. The world? <laughs> it was, like, GTA, but for kids. But they, would, they wouldn't be, like, splattering blood. They would just, like, get up and walk away. Like, like it'd just be normal. But you had these, like, missions you were supposed to do. Like, you were supposed to go save this guy or get this guy out of a tree or, like, pick this guy up with your ambulance and then take him to the hospital. But, like, you, you could either Okay, do that sounds fun. <laughs> You can either do the missions or you can just completely mess around. Like it is just like GTA for kids. Yeah, except for there's no blood and gore, you know. For kids, man, <laughs> I love that. That seems like a lot of fun. I would play that as a 24 year old yeah. adult. No lie. Yeah. Oh, if I still had the game, I would play the crap out of it. That's how I feel about the game yeah. of life, CD ROM, or my old Sims. Yeah. Oh my Lanta. Oh yeah. I don't know what happened to it, but oh my gosh, I used to play it all the time. <laughs> I couldn't even get it to run now on the computer I have, but. There was this also this game I used to check out from the library um, where you were like this fish. It was like Freddy Fish or something. I don't know. Or like Sam the Fish or something. <laughs> Whoever is listening will probably already gets this right off the bat. But I'm not really good at remembering titles of things. But like you were this fish and you would like have this campaign that you would do. And you would have this like little fish friend or whatever. And you, would, you would have this like goal and it'd be like a story game. <laughs> I don't even. I'm explaining this such in such a horrible way, but like, I don't even know, man. <laughs> checking games out from the library was like next level. Yeah, you were like hardcore. <laughs> I never even I went like, to the library. I mean, I did, but I would only get books, you know. Yeah. Oh man, I lived at the library. I loved it. Even even when we were in our little hometown, where uh, like we lived together. together? No. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. No. Just in the last. I mean. I just didn't have time, you know. In Alaska, like, we would go – whenever I was homeschooled, we would go every week. And we knew oh. all the librarians, and it was, like, a community kind of. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. If you were homeschooled like that, you didn't yeah. have any other sort of library. You had to use a public yeah, library. Yeah, we could schedule whatever we wanted, so. 
Yeah, that freedom. And <laughs> well, I'm interested. I'm gonna have to find Freddy the Fish. Um, I don't even know what play. it. I'm like, I can't believe I can't remember what that's called. But <laughs> I'm sure once you we're done, you can like Google it and you'll find it immediately. I'll probably like wake up in the middle of the night and remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Frankie the Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, sits up in anyway. your sleep and screams. Perfect. <laughs> Do you have any other questions you want to ask or should we end it? Uh, I'll, I'll get us one more. We can end on okay. one last one. Let's okay. see. Oh, okay. All right. What's like a weird like thing that we eat or like a weird like food routine oh. that we have? Okay. Oh. I've got one for you. <laughs> And I, I learned a lot for me. <laughs> I learned to love this about you and about your family. Okay. Okay. Yours is that um, when I would spend the night, I would get up in the morning, and your mom would ask me if I wanted hot chocolate, <laughs> and we would have hot chocolate with breakfast. Yeah. I always thought that was so weird because like hot chocolate was like hot chocolate in my house was like a specialty thing. Like you did not yeah. get hot chocolate <laughs> in the morning before you started your day. Meanwhile, yeah. your mom was like, yeah, go ahead, warm up some water <laughs> or milk or whatever. Yeah, I remember hot chocolate was like the thing, a thing in our house. <laughs> yeah. I definitely took it for granted. Yeah, it was good. I had I had like two cups a day when I was at your house, man. Y'all <laughs> kept it around. You know, I don't really have, I know there probably is specific stuff for you, like, because your parents would always be cooking unique things, in my opinion. They're True. unique to me. Um, but I always remember like you had this wall. Well, you still have the wall. I don't know. Did your mom move her wall of canisters? No, they're still there. So you always had this wall of canisters and there would be like Oreos on it and like candies and like sweet stuff. And like my mom would never have that stuff out ever. You like, know what we call that like, wall, right? It'd be like freaking pulling teeth to get an Oreo out of my mom. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? Like, yeah, like. I mean, I'm not saying we never had sweet snacks because we obviously did. Like, it's not like we were skinny children. Like, we were very well fed. But at the same time, like, they would, it would always be like we'd have to – we'd never be able to just, like, go pick it out. Mom would be, like, rationing them to us. <laughs> well, she did have three kids, so. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> um, we called that wall the snack wall. And that was, like, yeah. what we had free reign over. So, like, if oh, we wanted really? a snack, yeah, we could get a snack. But we couldn't necessarily, like, go open a new box of anything. Like, if it was on the snack ball, we could eat it. But she also kept, like, pasta and dried beans and things like that up there. But we also were allowed to pack our lunches from that as well. But that was, like, really important when we were little. Once we were, like, you know, teenagers. Didn't really. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Something weird my dad used to do with food and is he would used to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then he would put it in a bowl and put milk over it. Oh, no. (laughs) It's actually good. Oh, no, 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 no. It's actually good. No, no. You eat that? (laughs) I did. I don't eat anymore because I don't really eat PB&J, but it's very unhealthy. See, I never really really liked milk except in my cereal. So I was not like a let's just have a glass of milk kind of person. But I feel like your family was. I feel like you guys drink glasses of milk with dinner like – Absolutely. <laughs> you and my friend Katie growing up also did that. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is yucky. And also, here's another weird thing. My my grandma, this is the first time, whenever I lived with my grandparents, this is the first time I've ever seen anybody do this. My grandma likes rice, like white rice, like leftovers, and she puts sugar in it. 
and like heats it up. <laughs> so disgusting. I would never try it, but like she loves it. And it's like the simplest snack. Like if you know my grandma, you understand like she is very so sweet and she's so easily pleased. She's pleased by the little things, you know? And I just like love that about her. But like who would ever think of rice and sugar? <laughs> no, that's a that's a no for me. Grandma, no thank you. Uh, yeah. pass pass. I'll leave all that for her. <laughs> Did you guys have any unique food things that... Um, so my dad is an amazing cook. Uh, True. You've experienced that. Um, his I thing have. was pizza. But we also would call... Um, we called him the master of leftovers because, like, he would look in the fridge and then he would pull out a bunch of leftover items and, like, make, a, huh. like, a mashed-up piece of work. Yeah. It would be, like, <laughs> pot pie... Of, like, spaghetti or, I mean, like, the weirdest huh. stuff, and it always worked. I mean, he 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 has a way, man. He has a way. That is impressive. Yeah. That's very impressive. And we ate weird, weird co- combinations of things. There were some that flopped, for sure. Sometimes we called it, <laughs> um, we called it, uh, what's it, uh, slop? <laughs> right? We would call it, like, slop. Like, he would, like, make a yeah. nasty stew or whatever. I mean, it happened. <laughs> But most of it was good because he is—he's quite good with with food and yeah. flavors. That's really impressive. Yeah, I'm not good with that at all. Like, nope. My mom always said she was a bad cook because she doesn't like cooking. So she's like, uh, "I'm not a good cook. I don't like cooking." But she cooked for us all the time. Like, obviously, my mom was totally a good cook. She's <laughs> I know, a liar. She's an amazing cook, right? But um, that's how I feel too. So I understand her. <laughs> yeah, like to me, like I am not a good cook because I cook the same things over and over again. Like, I don't... Um, actually, you're a very good cook, so... <laughs> Whatever. You're lying. I, you just like, um, like, garlic salt a lot. That's my only oh, complaint. Oh, dude, that is my spice. I know. Meanwhile, I'm, like, Cajun. Soul spice. True, yeah. Like, anything... Oh, I need to try that on something. You should. Sarah you should. got me Cajun seasoning because she's trying to get me to branch out. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, that's quite the jump, though, from, like, garlic salt to Cajun seasoning. Yeah. So, you know, small doses. I put it on my eggs. I put it... On my mac and cheese, I put it on That's my crazy. vegetables. Why I put it on everything. Ruin good mac and cheese with that. Oh yeah, man. The way I, I, if, <laughs> if I'm like lazy, like I'm not gonna cook anything like legit. Like I will literally make a box of mac and cheese. I'll put a little bit of cream cheese in there so it's creamier, and then I'll just cover that sucker in Cajun seasoning. Yeah, I never heard of putting cream cheese in mac and cheese. It makes it creamier. Yeah. It's a cheese. I always just put like, like before in my life, I would just put water. But I branched out and I put milk in it, and then I branched out and I put milk and butter. But I have not branched out to cream cheese yet. <laughs> well, I would highly recommend. In fact, I recommend that you get yourself a box of like a Velveeta or like off-brand Velveeta, so like it's a yeah. squeezable cheese. Put a little cream cheese in that, mix her up. You don't uh, need milk but or butter. Velveeta is not very good. It would. It's a game changer. <laughs> I don't like Velveeta very much. Oh, uh, you're so weird. <laughs> So you know what's weird. good is you make pasta and you make it with chicken bouillon. So it's like kind of got a flavor to it. Okay. You put salt and pepper and then you just put shredded cheese in it and then that's it. All right. I, I can get behind that. That's your mac and cheese. That. <laughs> that's my mac and cheese, baby. I, I can get behind yeah. that. I absolutely can. <laughs> All right. You can come back over and make that if you want. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Sure, I'll do that. Um, that hasn't been on the menu for me for a while. I guess that's true. Pasta, man. 
yeah. Well, I, I definitely am going to be making some pasta here soon. Actually, tomorrow night I'm going to be uh, making a hamburger helper. I can't believe I'm going to be cooking because, you know, I just oh. hate it. But <laughs> it's hamburger happening. helper. We yep. never had that growing up. Really? Yeah, never ever. We never have, like, boxed mac and cheese. Well, sometimes we have boxed mac and cheese, but we never have that or really hamburger helper or anything. It would always be, like, from scratch. Wow. I mean, we did but a lot I of had scratch. A, I had a stay-at-home mom. I sh- that should put context to it. Like, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, so she could choose to do that. Like, obviously, some moms are, like, they also have to work, so. Yeah, my, both but. my parents work. So, I mean, they often yeah. cooked homemade from scratch meals, but oh yeah, a lot of the Your time. Your mom and dad were amazing cooks. They, I mean, we definitely rocked the frozen food. Um, like, my parents love, like, frozen fish filet uh oh really oh yeah and like fries and whatever oh yeah chicken nuggets oh yeah, yeah. pizza rolls <laughs> box mac and yeah, we, cheese you name it we never have that i always wanted that stuff in my house but mm, well look where it got it. <laughs> hey man i'm in the same boat <laughs> <laughs> so i did yeah so yeah well oh, i love these questions difference. and i've got like so many more i'm gonna go star this page so we can maybe do yeah. a couple of these at the end of every every episode yeah, they're interesting questions. Yeah. And we are, like, obviously we have different backgrounds, so we'll answer them both different. We'll answer them all differently. I mean, for instance, you don't really mess with box mac and cheese because you're <laughs> a psychopath, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's just I am what I am, you know. Can't hey, listen, it. I love you for who you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's that time, man. Looks like we need to see our way out of this podcast. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, it was a little bit of a longer one, but I don't really care at this point. So no, I, <laughs> I mean, hope you. I hope you've listened. <laughs> yeah, we had interesting conversation with each other, and that's what's most important. So it was much needed after this crazy week for me. Yeah. So it it was it's definitely been a wild week. Oh, sure. and listeners, if you made it this far, this was our first podcast recorded apart. So yes. Bear with us if there's a few uh, moments of, of glitches or lag or something that doesn't make sense. Yeah, hopefully I'll edit the crap out of it, but you never know what can sneak through. So I love putting this on your to-do list, Meg. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Um, because I would be very bad at editing and it would take me a very long time. So It's okay. I'm very grateful for you in many ways. <laughs> and I'm grateful for you. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> and you know who else we're grateful for? Uh, uh, Our listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> if if they me. exist, we're grateful for them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. It makes me smile, you know, whenever I see that we have more, you know, plays, even if it's just me. <laughs> right. I don't even care if it's just me, man. <laughs> am I artificially inflating our stats? I don't know. I, I mean, I am. <laughs> So I'd like to think that somewhere out there we've got, you know, you know, who's listening? Our friend, Sarah. She's listening. You know what? Shout out um, to Sarah. I saw on our stats page that someone from Russia listened. What? <laughs> yeah. From Russia? So they probably don't know what we're saying, but. Hey, you hey. know what? Maybe they speak English. Shout out to our Russian listener. Heck yeah. That's good. Reach out. Still. Our email is <laughs> seven hours difference at gmail.com so yeah say what's up teach us something about russia yeah we want to learn about we're, culture bring it on we're woefully american or um, i should say usa we're woefully usa and i don't like saying american because there's 
other Americas. Yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. other countries. It's not just the USA. Okay, yeah, you're right. We are woefully <laughs> United States Americans. And uh, whoops. We need we need some culture in please, our lives. Please, please enlighten us. <laughs> We're currently in the middle of a of a, an election that is well by the time you listen to this podcast it'll all be over but yeah <laughs> currently we're there and we're just we're just sad so we're you just know, coasting you know? should teach us something good to know yeah anyway well look us up on instagram as well seven hours difference you can see our twitter on our instagram if you want to follow us on twitter um but yeah other than that we sh- will be posting a podcast every tuesday like clockwork um tuesday usually night. around tuesday night yeah usually around like nine or ten eastern standard time, perfect so. for your wednesday morning drive yeah midweek uh commute we got you we're ready <laughs> so yeah. all right but anyway yeah we'll see you next week see you next week bye bye